Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Mark, and we're in chapter 15. We're going to finish the Gospel of Mark today. That'll be chapter 15 and 16. It discusses Jesus' crucifixion along with the resurrection. So picking up in chapter 15, this is Jesus before Pilate, and we discuss this in Matthew. It can also be found in Luke and John. It says, very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin reached a decision. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things? they are accusing you of? But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Now, it was the custom at the feast to release a prisoner who the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Now, we discussed Barabbas at length in Matthew, but I want to again just point out that his name, Bar-Abba, literally means son of the father, literally son of the father. And so here he stood, just like us, sons of God, that he could have been put to death for his crimes that were well known, well known about. And yet Jesus takes his place, like he takes the place of all of us. So he says in verse 9, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked. Crucify him, they shouted. Why, what crime has he committed, asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him, crucify him, wanting to satisfy the crowd. Pilate released Barabbas to them. Then he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. So here, the son of the father takes the place of the son of the father, Barabbas, who stood in that place for all of us. The next section is the soldiers mock Jesus. We discussed this in Matthew as well. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, obviously to mock him since purple represented royalty and they knew he was the king of the Jews. Then they twisted together a crown of thorns to mock him further and set it on him. They began to call out to him, Hail the king of the Jews. Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. When they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. And then this next section is entitled, The Crucifixion. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. 
So we know that he would have been in town, obviously, for Holy Week. So they force him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. You remember from Matthew that we also discussed that it says this very thing in Psalms chapter 22. It's from verse 18 when it says, They divide my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. Picking back up in verse 25, it says it was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read the king of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. We know from the Gospel of Luke that one of those two criminals next to him asks Jesus for forgiveness, and Jesus gives it to him. Then in verse 31, in the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he cannot save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. And moving on to the death of Jesus, verse 33. We also discussed it in Matthew, and it's in Luke as well. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. So for three hours, it was dark. The ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why? Have you forsaken me? And that's the first verse of Psalm 22 that we discussed. When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. And we discussed in Matthew as well that when that curtain was ripped in two, it was the thing that separated men from the presence of God. It says some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Younger, and Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were also there. Now the burial of Jesus. We talked about it in Matthew. It's also in Luke and John. It was preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath. Remember, this is on Friday before the sun goes down. They have to have all of their preparations made. It says, so as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus's body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Basically, people who get crucified 
they take a long time to die. They later have to break their bones in order for them to actually go ahead and pass away. But we know from Psalm 22 and, and from the gospel that Jesus' bones were never broken. So he's surprised to hear that he's already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph bought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. And then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. Now moving on to chapter 16, the resurrection. We discussed it in Matthew and can also be found in Luke. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, that's Sunday, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white in a robe. He was sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Now that ends verse 8 of the Gospel of Mark. And then the rest of the Gospel of Mark is in some versions of Scripture and not in others. In my particular Bible, the NIV Study Bible, it says the earliest manuscripts and some other ancient witnesses do not have Mark 16, 9 through 20. And then, of course, others do. So picking up in verse 9, when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. We know from the Gospel of Luke that this happened on the road to Emmaus. So these returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accomplished it.
And that ends the Gospel of Mark. And we will pick up next time, moving on to the Gospel of Luke.